When creating an exit strategy, business owners can't just account for the health of their books. They also must consider the health of their brand. Financials say a lot about an organization, but public awareness can mean the difference for a company that sells and a company that sits. I've known the talented PR team at HKA for many years, and I've seen firsthand how marketplace visibility equals marketplace value. If your brand needs a boost, contact the marketing communications experts at HKA by calling 714-426-0444 or visit them online at www.hkamarcom.com. Hi, this is Bill Black from the Exacoach Radio Show. Last year, a business owner friend of mine died suddenly and tragically, and his family was unprepared. In his honor, I'm giving away 1,000 of my ebooks entitled Business Continuity Five Steps to Protect Your Family Free. All you have to do is text the word family to 44222. That's family to 44222. Don't let your family be the victim of an unplanned business. Text family to 44222 for this free information today. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, thanks for joining in, everyone. Welcome, and uh, uh, we're very pleased to introduce our next guest, Gail Trugman Nicole from Unique Business Solutions in Hicksville, New York. And we're going to talk about how Unique Business Solutions helps retain critical knowledge and finds efficiencies in the way you do business. The title of the topic is Lost Knowledge. What is the cost? We've talked about this before, and I'm very excited to talk to Gail. So, Gail, welcome to the show. Bill, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to talking to you and your audience. Well, it's a pleasure to have you today, and uh, I'm really excited about this topic. We've talked about it a lot. You have a company. You have intellectual capital floating around in people's heads. How do you capture that? And before we get into that, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and Unique Business Solutions, Gail. Thanks, Bill. I'd love to. I've been very successful. I've had three great careers. I started in advertising, and I went from print to media buying to selling time on television to being a general sales manager of a television station. In 1985, I met my husband, um, great guy, Peter, and in 1988, I opened my first company, GLTN Computer Consultants. We were PC trainers, and I was fortunate because we sold that company in nine years. But I will tell you in the audience, we wrote an SOP manual for my company before I sold the company. Once I got out of that industry, I worked with companies to review and change efficiencies in their businesses while documenting that knowledge. And in 2005, I started Unique Business Solutions. And of course, the rest is history. Um, I've been very fortunate in the past nine years. I've become a Vistage speaker. I've spoken to the Institute of Management Accountants Global Conference twice. And have spoken to a number of other organizations uh, across the the country. The organization that I started helps service uh, our services help a company see processes more clearly. We help companies assess and reassess their practice, enhance efficiencies, 
and improve procedures and positively impact that bottom line. And that's really the key because when I know that I was selling my company, I needed to increase the bottom line so that I got more money for the company. Um, our services are documentation as, and consulting. And through our documentation manuals, we take that overwhelming task of documentation and making it simple. You know, if, if you document your procedures before selling your company or before a key employee leaves, the documentation ensures that employees follow best practices no matter who does the tasks. If you do it right, it provides that detailed step-by-step of how and why a task is performed. The other thing we like a company to do is we know that the big picture is easy to see if you have process workflows. You can spot inefficiencies and areas that need improvement immediately. I recommend all private companies should create workflows of their processes, their procedures, and their tasks. I also mentioned we do some consulting and since we are spending time with our clients to learn that inner working of the company, we're going to offer you a fresh perspective on what is and is not working efficiently. You know, that might even include not having the right people on the seats in the bus. Um, and, and I've seen that often enough with many of my clients. Um, our ideal client um, is literally from the kitchen table to the boardroom. We, we have family-run businesses and corporations. Uh, they vary in size from $3 million to $8 billion. Um, we were very fortunate to do a project for Canon USA. Um, we're in the food and beverage industry, aerospace, pharmaceutical, manufacturing, environmental, government. Um, our clients are as diverse as the industries that they're in, basically. So what I hear you saying is that, and, and again, this was said so profoundly by Michael Gerber 20-plus years ago in his books, The E-Myth, that a business is a system of processes, and those processes need to run well. And so what you come in is, is uh, and find many businesses don't have those written processes. They're, they're floating around in people's heads. And so by helping business owners develop those, you can also inspect those processes and improve those processes, which drives the value of the business and improves the bottom line uh, sale price and and value price of the business. Very much so. And, And, you know, that's evident, Bill, in a lot of the types of work we've done for our clients. You know, our, our approach helps the client see their processes and the vulnerabilities. Um, it, it, our projects don't grow wings. We do a due diligence phase, just like when somebody is buying a business, you're going to do your due diligence. Well, we do our due diligence, too, because every time a business owner says to me, I think this is my problem, we come in and we really find out what the true issues are. Um, unfortunately... The business owner who is not doing the process daily doesn't necessarily see that the processes have been re-engineered. So when we sit down and we look at some of those processes, we help them develop 
any of these documents, whether it's a manual or work processes, but by developing it and integrating it into an onboarding process for new hires, it cuts orientation and training to a fraction of the time and cost. Um, a quick example, a client recently had an employee out for three months. They were able to take that documentation we did for the employee's job, give all the tasks to other people, keeping the company um, solvent and keeping up with the client demands. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a very important thing. You know, one of my clients made me laugh one day. He said to me, the success of every job is in the mind of the employee performing the job. And that that's is great, correct. It's great a great statement. one. And you, you brought up Michael Gerber. I, I have to tell you, for almost every business owner, if if they have not read Emith Revisited, please buy the book. It is such good reading. It's I think two hundred and sixty pages, and it, it I read it in you know a weekend. Yeah, it is. It's an amazing um, and easy read because of the stories that he uses and the way he puts it into the context of a pie shop. And you know, it's just. It makes me hungry every time I read it, but it's it's a great read and it makes a lot of sense. Now, now, how do you figure out uh, if someone is a good candidate for your services? If your services are right for a business, what what's how does that start? It starts with a discussion, Bill. And um, you know, I'll always tell a business owner the first time we speak. Listen, unique business solutions may not be the right company for you, but you have the right to say no, and so do I. And after we start speaking, uh, and I listen to what they are saying, we'll pinpoint, and it could be one piece that's an issue. It could be an entire department. It could be um, something as simple as um, they have no backup for one person whose job is unique. Um, but if I can't help them, I like to build relationships. So because I've got so many business partners out here, if I can't help them, I'm going to recommend somebody who can. Uh, I'm not afraid to bring in other consultants um, if I can't help the business. But if I think I can... I'll go in and do my due diligence to make sure I can because then that's how we get to put our business proposal together as well. Do you get into situations where people go, oh, no, I have all that, and then you look at it and you just go, wow, are you guys missing it? Uh, very often, actually, very often. Um, I look at um, – one of my clients gave me a 30-page book that he used for customer service training. And I looked at it, and I went, you're kidding. And he said, why, can you do better? I said, here's the deal. If I can't, don't pay me for the project. And he said, that's pretty confident. He got a 300-page book that put together a six-week training program for him and they're still using it since 2007. Hmm. So from 30 pages to 300. Um, do, now, when you're developing this type of a thing, do you work with the employees who are actually doing the tasks to help build the process out? And if so, I would imagine you would, but if so, do you get resistance from them 
when you're trying to help them? I mean, are they saying, oh, boy, I see what's happening next. <laughs> you're getting <laughs> you're dumping my I'm brains. I'm laughing because that question me. is asked on a daily basis of me. Um, first of all, yes, this, there, there's got to be some resistance. There has to be in their mind, you know, am I getting replaced? What's going on? When I sit down with the business management, I say to them, if you introduce this project correctly, you're going to find that 99% of your staff is excited about doing this. And all it takes is me working with the first person, and they realize it's not invasive on their time. It's easy. It goes quickly. People are people. We all can find a common ground. I love my animals, you know, and there's a million people out here who love animals. We'll talk about our dogs, our cats. You know, we'll talk about our kids. We'll talk about our cousins, our nieces. There's always something. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity for a company to take their process and have it documented. So they look at it as more like a, this is kind of a, a legacy to me. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. As a matter of fact, um, one quick story. I had a, a manager at a government agency who said, you know, I've been here 29 years. You can't teach me anything. I went, okay, no problem. I don't want to teach you anything. I want you to teach me. I want to be your trainee. Can you teach me how to do this job? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, there was a totally different conversation. That's excellent. Now, do you find that uh, that most business owners uh, are surprised when you find out how much they're doing that they should not be doing? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, often we find that the companies, uh, first of all, the, off the business manager doesn't necessarily realize their processes have been re-engineered. And that's one of the hardest things, to be able to come up to the business owner and say, uh, did you want this process done this way? And they look at you and go, uh, it's not the way it was supposed to be done. Well, in some cases, the employees have made the process better. In others, they haven't. So when we work with them to make the changes, it's usually because the employee has a pretty good handle on the process, and I want to make sure that they get the credit for making the change for the company. It's not about me. It's about the people at the company. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand that. And so do you actually have uh... – do you actually reference employees in for helping you with the processes as kind of a legacy to them? Very much so. Very much mm -hmm. so. And it's and smart. it's interesting because in my um in the, the testimonial letters for my clients, what you'll find is every one of them have referenced the relationships that I have with their staff. I become part of the family, I become part of the team. Oh, you get to know everybody very intimately oh. and, and they're and you know they they probably always wanted to tell somebody about how they're doing something a little better than you know the people that have pride in their work. Now let me ask you a question because Michael Gerber in his books he talks about having a process for everything down to how you greet a customer, open the doors in the morning, make a pot of coffee. Everything's a process. Is that what we're talking about? Every little detail in the business. 
no. I turn around and tell clients it is the repeatable tasks that will get you in trouble if you don't have them documented. And that could mean purchasing, could mean accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. My, my, my favorite story is I had a client who had 600 people and they only had one person doing payroll. And I said to the CEO, if, if this gal was out, how are you getting your paycheck? And right. that's when he realized we need to document that process. And by the way, I was in for a totally different process. So we will look at everything in the company, but I tell clients, make sure that you take something that can be your starting point. Let's do a, a pilot project first. I want to make sure you feel comfortable with it. I want to know that your people are comfortable with it. And I want to know that you like the results. In mm -hmm. most companies that I go into, I start with a pilot program, and I have done up to six or seven projects for them. That's great. That's great. And so, you know, if they were – Starting a franchise operation, and of course, this is the whole reason behind this thing. Was as, as again, Michael Gerber said, was create your business processes processes as if you are starting a franchise, even if you're going to be a one store franchise. Um, do they do they relate to that? And have any businesses said, now that we've got all this, maybe we should be a franchise? Um, it's interesting. I don't quite put it to them as a franchise, but because I sold my first company and I actually used, uh, I created a manual with my staff, and I did get more money for my company because I had the manual. And we were able to take that manual, and even though we were the company acquired, we took our processes and brought them to the new company because the new company didn't have the processes. We turned their profitability around in five months. So when I look at this, if you are a business and you have one location, you are going to lose employees. It, it's inevitable, whether it is retirees, whether it's workers, whether it's uh, – illness. What happens when you have people that are absent? You're still going to need some kind of documentation to follow so somebody can be out there. I love it. It's a great, you know, we preach it a lot and I'm so happy that you came on to to uh, tell our listeners more about it. How do they get in touch with you, Gail, and uh, what's the first steps for someone who wants to talk to you about this? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to offer your listeners um, a free 30-minute consultation if they'd like to contact me. And the easiest way is to go to my website, um, UBS Associates, that's U-B-S, and spell out the word associates, dot com, and go to the contact tab and just shoot me an email and, and I will be glad to contact you. But I also want to offer them, I mean, we do newsletters and blogs that are all business-centric and very important for um, the, I call it the health of a business. You might want to have me send you those if you would like them. Please give me your name and I will put you on. You can always opt out. 
I would also like to offer them, there's a couple of great um, articles out there, one on business succession planning for family businesses, and it's really a very good um, document. If you email me, I'll be glad to send that to you. And the other is uh, that absenteeism, the bottom line killer. Um, we lose $227 billion a year in the United States from lost productivity because of employee absenteeism. I think your listeners would like to know why. Well, it's a tremendous resource. And again, listeners, this is something we talk about all the time. Now you have someone to call and a resource, and you can even get a free consultation out of it. So shame on you if you don't. <laughs> Gail, thank you very much. This is fantastic. And I, I would love to talk to you again uh, soon about delving into some of the more important processes and systems, the real, the impact processes and systems that you've come across. Uh, Bill, I love I this topic. Love to do that. Thank that you so much. For, thank you so much for joining us, and stay warm in New York. Okay. It is chilly here today. <laughs> Bill, All thanks right. again. Thanks very much. It was a tremendous interview, and I look forward to our next conversation. That's our show for today. We're going to sign off. We're here for you, the private business owner so that you can be well-planned. Hey, everybody. It's Bill Black, the Exit Coach. Let me ask you a question. Are your company's processes documented in detail? Are you confident that your processes and procedures are as efficient as they can be, or is there a chance that there is room for improvement that could translate to your bottom line and enhance your business value? At Unique Business Solutions, they help clients retain critical and unique knowledge and find efficiencies in the way they do business. For more information and a free consultation, contact Gail Trugman Nicole at 516-935-5641. That's 516-935-5641. Call today. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 